Also, uh, there's one bit that I want to get you on board for before we start. Yep. I'm going to ask you, what do you think the president's robbing the bank is a metaphor for? And let's just both be genuinely confused. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. What shit do you want to talk about for this? I want to talk about how this movie is The Departed. I want to advocate for surfer rights in this podcast. <laughs> this movie was a satire about the popular perception of surfboarders. That's what I think. Was it? It was lampooning what middle America's opinion on surfing was. Okay, maybe. You ready to start this? Yeah. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the podcast, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's uh, it's uh, your parents watch this with Keem <laughs> Beattie and Brad Semituk. I'm Keem Beattie. And I'm Brad Semituk. We're brought to you by Comedy Here Often. The kings We're, of podcasting. Yeah, and they've brought us to you here, too, to explain the movie Point Break and how it changed your father. <laughs> do you think this movie changed your father i think this movie changed a lot of different shit man yeah probably uh let me tell everybody what this movie's about first so point break was released in 1991 it was directed by Catherine bigelow it stars uh keanu reeves patrick swayze and gary Busey, three kings if i do say so myself yeah the three wise men yeah that's uh, what i call gary them. Busey being the oldest and the wisest of the men i can't believe they didn't include him on the poster i would have watched this movie like five years ago if i knew gary Busey was in it imagine the poster is Gary Busey holding a surfboard in one hand and frankincense and myrrh in the other hand. Well, man, I just like this. This movie has like my favorite kind of poster style where it's like the main character's face in giant, you know, giant taking up most of it. And then the second main character's face (laughs) a little faded in the background overlooking the main character. I think they just need to take that one step further and have Gary Busey's face even bigger and more faded in the background looking over both of the characters. I wish they would have had like a Russian doll situation where it's every character and all the extras faces going smaller and smaller. All of the characters inside of Keanu Reeves is open mouth (laughs) and coming out of his mouth is a speech bubble that says point break. (laughs) What do you think of that? (laughs) That's my new movie poster. (laughs) So if anyone in Hollywood's listening, we're here to remake the film yeah let me know i'm trying to get into design anyway uh, rip me that the rest of that uh synopsis all right so uh point break is about an fbi agent who goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers spoiler alert they are bank robbers <laughs> <laughs> well you just fucked up the whole podcast <laughs> man if it, now tell me if i'm wrong here but uh, something feels a little a little xenophobic, a little problematic to me about naming a character John Johnny Utah. Uh, okay, yes, but riddle me this, Brad. What name sounds more fake, Johnny Utah or Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, but I do just want to say that Keanu Reeves is a lot less of a problematic fake name. I just think that Johnny, <laughs> like, man, I think I. I I was confused when I saw like the plot synopsis and it said Johnny Utah. I assumed that that was his <laughs> undercover name and that was probably how he was going to get his cover blown when they're like, why is your name so fake? <laughs> that's so <laughs> fucked up, man. But that's like just what he's called. He's just an American man from Ohio named Johnny Utah. That was my favorite touch was it's that like he's from a- Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Kyle Colorado. I'm from America. My name's Jack, South Carolina. It's like My name is Tommy, Texas. Seth Crackle Pop. How is it like that? It's way more like my other two examples. No, it's than my like third. mine. It's like mine. It's not like yours. Let us know in the comments who nailed that example more harder. Um, 
Whatever, dude. Whatever. Fuck, fuck you. It's stupid that they named him Johnny Utah, dude. Fucking pick a di- pick a real last name. I don't know, bro. I kind of liked it. Or pick the name of a state that sounds more like a last name. Johnny Montana, maybe. Johnny Montana. You're just still on the Scarface shit, bro. Johnny Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I like Johnny Utah. That's a strong name. When I when I'm scrolling through Amazon Prime looking for movies to watch, if I see a good pro- a good named <laughs> protagonist, I'm in. I watched That's a, all you need? Bro, I watched a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie one time just because his character was named Gibson Rickenbacker. <laughs> it was a horrible movie. <laughs> bro, everything from before 2000 was fucked. That's what I've learned. <laughs> I feel comfortable saying it now. I've seen enough 80s movies to know. Yeah, all of it was bad. Uh, except Point Break. I mean, I, <laughs> I think this movie ruled. Quite frankly, this was one of the most I think I can genuinely say this is one of the most action packed movies we've seen on the show. Maybe I just got pissed off when they said Johnny Utah and I guess I just never recovered. Fair enough, man. I, I, I was locked in when they said Johnny Utah, and I got only more locked in when I found out this movie was barely about surfing. Well, you Can know, we talk about the marketing of this movie? Yeah, sure. Because I thought this was a surf movie like only this for years. Mm-hmm. And like I knew that they remade Point Break like maybe like 10 or like seven years ago or something like that. And, See, I didn't know that. And like that version, I don't think I, I saw the trailers for that. I don't even know if they brought up surfing in that. It was all skydiving and bank heists in that movie. That's what I really <laughs> like about this is that you think it's a surf movie and you're like, okay, fine. I'll watch a surf movie with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and then you find out that, oh, it's about bank robberies and skydiving. That's sick. Now I don't have to watch a surf movie with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying this movie was like a. Sort of like a M. Night Shyamalan twist, but with just, like, the concept of what the movie Yeah, was. exactly, exactly. Except the twist <laughs> is, like, kind of irrelevant, and it just turns out it's about something else. <laughs> or and, and, like, maybe I'm way off on the market. Maybe it was marketed like it's, you know, an undercover uh, cop movie, because that's what it is. It's a fucking undercover cop best friend movie. Um I thought it was a movie, like a scared straight movie, like one of those movies that's supposed to make kids not want to skateboard, except they're trying to do it with surfing now because they already solved the skateboarding crisis. Like, I picture this as coming out right after all the anti-skateboard like propaganda did. They were like, we got to move on to a different board uh, type mode of transport. I think it was probably, I mean, it was like early 90s, so it was actually definitely around that time. I think it was partly because like, uh, they chose to make it about surfers just because it's such like a weird sub- subculture that was coming out then. Like they were, yeah. they really had a lot of shots at surf culture at the start of this movie, especially like when Keanu was trying to, you know, get in with the surfers and stuff. Like uh, he just kept disrespecting them. How he acted stoned and dumb. Like when he was like <laughs> trying to steal their hair to run DNA or something. That was a weird scene. But like, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, Gary Busey just wears a Hawaiian shirt for the whole movie as soon as they find out that they're dealing with surfers. Yes. Like, <laughs> he's wearing a full suit for the start of this movie. The second they meet the surfers, does not wear anything other than a Hawaiian shirt for the rest of it. And he wears, like, six different Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, he's playing a role, Brad. Yeah, this movie was awesome. But the thing that, like, the reason I stayed mad after the John Utah thing is because immediately after that, he's walking into his new job at the FBI office, and uh, the manager is like, so, Utah, you have a good breakfast this morning? Lots of fruit and vegetables? Yeah, that boss was fucking weird. It's like, why are you acting like the police eat healthy? 
Yeah, he's like, none of the cops on my force drink. We don't smoke. It's <laughs> like, like, I got bad news for you, dude. If your cops aren't drinking or smoking, they're probably shooting unarmed civilians. I think you got a bunch of narcs then, because I don't think those are really cops. I think like, you got a bunch of cops who go home and beat the fuck out of their wives, You never, bro. like, go to the salad store at 2 in the morning and see a bunch of cops on their break. Like, you only ever do that at the donut store. The like, only thing I trust less than a cop... not eating healthy, man. Yeah, bro. The only thing I trust less than a cop is a cop without a yeah um also Cops don't go to freshie they eat at the grease trough outside of mcdonald's yeah exactly i only want to see a cop eating uh breakfast or eating tim horton's breakfast on the hood of his car nothing else that's the thing is they only eat tim horton's breakfast at every time of the day yeah that's the official food of cops is you McMuffin. have a good breakfast last afternoon utah <laughs> how about 10 minutes after that had a good breakfast for dinner um <laughs> yeah i like that also uh i think this is like Probably like 30 seconds in, it kind of uh, rears its head or not rears its head. But, you know, you kind of start to notice that this is a lady directing a bro movie and that uh, he shows up to the police station and the the his boss is like, Johnny Utah, so you're young, dumb and full of cum, ready to bust a nut all over crime. It's like <laughs> you really have no idea how men talk, do you? It's just like, <laughs> what do you think? We bump cocks and then just go out and solve cases like instead of shaking hands, we just like try and tug on each other's balls. <laughs> <laughs> the first day you get hired in an accounting firm, they're like, oh, I bet you're ready to jack off all over these numbers, huh, you horny bitch? <laughs> Before I punch these numbers into the calculator, let me punch my finger into your asshole, Utah. <laughs> Just a couple of fellas. Why don't you put this expense report in your taint, Utah? Anyway, you come in any girls recently? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though you never get to see shit like that like you always get to see a man writing a woman who doesn't know how to exactly. talk like a woman you never get to see like four dudes in a circle jerk not knowing how to proceed you never do man <laughs> and that was refreshing i loved getting to see what women thought bros were like yeah it was... and it's jarring to see how, like... <laughs> it's jarring and they're right too well i just like it because it's like so fucking dumb but like the spirit of it like the spirit of what they're doing is there it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. like we're making fun of it but like there's no way that on your first day as a cop someone's not gonna say something adjacent to are you gonna come on crime absolutely <laughs> they're saying something close to that <laughs> not that because that's dumb but they have their own cop flavor of that that sounds like it's vaguely cool <laughs> <laughs> i think this movie invented the phrase young dumb and full of cum though what I do you think I mean, maybe I can't say I've heard it before this, but it also came out like he also I don't you know, what was the weirdest thing about that phrase? Hmm. How straight faced Keanu remained when it was said to him. <laughs> it was like he, he, he looked like it was the third time somebody asked him if he was full of cum that day. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, this is what the business world is. Yeah, this is being a cop, I guess. Wow. People always commenting on how virile I'm looking. <laughs> what do you think the white in white color means? <laughs> cum, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, he's like, they warned me about this in the academy. All the sergeants, obsessed with how much cum I have. <laughs> yeah, that's the number one requirement for being on the fours, being able to cum buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's in their fucking training manual yeah. somewhere. Yeah, just coming in a cup, it's like 2.3 ounces. You don't got what it takes to be on this force. <laughs> I failed my physical. <laughs> yeah, and then... 16 pumps 
damn, you're a captain. Sorry, what were you saying? We cut to the pool. <laughs> They're doing police training at the pool. Yeah, that was pretty goofy. Well, I just like that scene because it was Gary Busey commenting on how fucked this all was. Yeah. Which didn't even seem like it was part of this movie. It just felt like Gary, like all of Gary Busey's lines felt improv in this movie, which is why I believe that he's the best actor of this generation. Well, this is this part of the movie is when I started believing that this movie is actually about how the police are incompetent because they're like doing this training and Gary's like, yeah, there's literally no point for us to be doing this. And he's right. But then he's also like, listen, buddy, I've fired my gun 19 times in the line of duty. I shouldn't be subjected to this. And it's like you're not aiming for a high score, Gareth. I mean, Gary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like for Gary, it's like a numbers game. Like how like, good of how good of a cop you are is how many times you shoot a gun. Yeah. Also, it's like he's not even saying how many people he's shot. Like he's yeah. just saying how many times he has shot his gun. Also, just to add on to that, there's another scene later on where they do a crime bust. And Gary, after the fact, Gary Busey says in a moment of exasperation, I just had to shoot a guy because of a hunch you had. <laughs> and, that remind, like, and then I thought, like, oh, man, I guess it might be a little hard to be a cop, actually. I guess that might be kind of difficult. No, I don't think it's hard. I think you could have just not shot the guy. I don't know, man. I think you could have just been like, hey, Johnny Utah, you just got hired last week, so maybe we're not going to follow your hunch. It's just like sometimes I've been, I've, like, I've been a line cook before. That's the thing about before. it. Is like, why are you following the brand new recruit's hunch, Gary? I don't know, man. He's been pretty good up to this point. He just learned how to <laughs> He's surf. He's been pretty good up to he this point. He just learned how to surf all for work, bro. go to the beach and get jumped and almost lose. He That's learned, all he's done. He learned how to surf. He learned <laughs> how to surf for work. That's not being a cop. If I went to university, (laughs) if I went to university and then became a cop, started doing a job where I didn't have to go to university for, and then I was like, the my boss was like, "Hey, we need you to learn how to surf." I would be furious. Yeah, it's like I already learned a bunch of pointless shit for this job, and now you want me to figure out how to do water sports? I'm not saying it's a reasonable request. I'm just saying, why would you trust the guy who was willing to learn how to surf? Like, wouldn't you trust someone who would quit if their boss made them learn how to surf? Yeah, Instead you're right. Instead of the guy who's like, yeah, dude, I'll surf. Then. No, you're right. You're right. If uh, Yes, that probably would have been a better movie <laughs> is Keanu being like, I'm not fucking learning how to surf, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just, like, does really good police work and catches them. <laughs> like, that's my point. Is Gary, like, this is fucking <laughs> stupid. I get that you want to wear a Hawaiian shirt to work, but I'm not going to the beach. <laughs> but that's my point that I was trying to bring up with the, the 19 times thing is, like, he's not bragging about being a good cop he's just bragging about how he is a cop no yeah you're right no you're exactly (laughs) right gary Busey in this movie is like you know like the guys that we worked out at red robin who are who are like i've been doing this job for 18 years it's It's like like, that doesn't mean you're good at this job just purely sad the fact that you're still doing this job actually means that you're terrible at this job (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like that's how everyone treats gary too the whole movie all the other cops are like look at this dumb shit but then, like, they're all wrong, too, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Gary Busey's right, so uh, fuck all the other cops. Uh, uh, you want to the bank robbery, right? Yeah, I don't want to do too much of a chronological thing on this, but, yeah, like, okay. let's talk about... Uh, so, like, the main thing of this is, uh, like, they're trying to catch bank robbers who their hunch is uh, that they rob banks. What an insane theory this is. Okay, so they rob banks all summer long so that way they can surf for the rest of the year. And yeah. they piece that together. What doesn't make sense about that to you? Because they have tan lines. 
And also because it's currently the summer and they're surfing instead of robbing the bank. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I mean, that first was like kind of that was like one of those. (laughs) That was like a thing in the movie that came up where it felt like Catherine Bigelow was like, shh, shh, don't think about that one. We're going to do a skydiving scene in two seconds. Cool it. Yeah, they're like, because the surfers are like, yeah, we rob banks to fund our surf expeditions. But the whole time, like for the start of this movie, they're just robbing banks and also surfing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, is it? I don't know. Couldn't you just surf? Yeah, couldn't you just surf? It seems like you live in a mansion. You seem yeah, like you're doing fine. Why sell don't some you, of your yeah, assets. Sell bro. some of your land and downsize. Downsize, Bodie. Yeah, he's like, I'm a traveling surfer. And then he owns a mansion. Yeah, are you? Yeah, this movie's about how capitalism's stupid. Is it? Because it was presidents who were robbing the banks. What do you think that meant? I didn't get that. What do you think it meant? No, I don't. It just felt like she was trying to say something. Do you think she was trying to say something, or do you think that's just the most popular type of mask? Yeah, you're right. Because really, what I think is like when I go to Party City, the first thing I see is the Obama masks. That's true. Did I I just think this was a pre-Obama flick? Did I ever tell you about my friend who went as Zombie Obama for Halloween in ninth (laughs) grade? And he made the costume the night before, and he used ketchup for blood. And so the second day, he wore it. He, like, wore it to school, and it was just, like, rotting ketchup. And I, dude, it was the worst smell that I've ever smelled. I'm going smelled. as Stinky Obama. It friend. smelled like dollar store mask and day-old vinegar with, like, tomato paste. It was horrific. Oh, that's so bad. But then that's also bad because it's like, what does that even say? He was very Republican at the time, going as Zombie Obama. <laughs> because, like, there's no one who's just doing like an objective Zombie Obama for no reason. Yeah, no, you're trying to say something with that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no apolitical, there's no bipartisan Zombie Obama costume. <laughs> no, there's only right-wing Zombie Obama costumes. But, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. who's to say? I it, think this was a bipartisan presidential bank robbery, though. <laughs> bipartisan yeah, I mean, it was uh, Nixon and JFK teaming up for the one time that they've ever had to do a crime. Yeah, I mean, that Pretty says good. a lot. Pretty good, if you ask me. Um, but how does how, how does Keanu... Uh, in- I think what it says is that the presidents all loved surfing secretly, and no one ever acknowledged that. Yeah, that's, that's what... Um, that's what Oliver Stone's secret. Did you know the CIA American. was actually started just to bury all the president's secret love for surfing? Yes, I did read that somewhere. From Herbert Hoover to Joe Biden, every single president has been a surfer dude. <laughs> really thought there was something else coming <laughs> That's just what I think. That's what I read out of that scene. Yes. So how does Keanu Reeve, uh, Reeves decide to infiltrate these surfers? He decides to go surfing until they realize how sick he is. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> well, he decides to like go surfing, and he like meets a girl while he's surfing. Yeah, who's and... like tangentially related to the gang somehow. Yeah, but he doesn't know that yet. He's at this point in the movie, he's just like got the hots for a girl and uses all his resources as a police officer to look at her change with binoculars, which technically isn't creepy because he's at work. Yeah. Uh, and then also pull up her file uh, and learn everything there is to know about her to try and figure out an in to get her to teach him surfing. And this was like my favorite scene in the movie where he's like looking through, you know, he pulls up her file. He's looking at her on the computer and he's like, Oh, both her parents died in a plane accident. 
that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like goes to her the next day and he's like, yeah, both my parents died in a car accident. Can you teach me how to surf, please? Yeah. Yeah. He sees that and he says, oh, perfect. That's my way in. That's awesome. I feel like that taught an entire generate. Like once dudes had access to like the Internet. To, that's like, what DM sliding is. Is that what DM sliding is? Because let me pitch you that this seems like how I hit on girls in seventh grade, where I would figure out what bands they liked and then just casually mention how I also liked that band and hope that would take care of everything. Well, that's actually creepy and toxic, and I can't support or condone that <laughs> behavior. But what I think is that it's like, a, I think it's like like anyone who sees like a story, someone posts a story of like, oh, RIP to my dog. And then someone's like, yeah, my dog died, too. I don't know. I think, but yeah, I, I just think it's like how people flirt. It's just if you could flirt with like all the information possible. Yeah, exactly. Well, but it's like now we can. I think that this started like dudes going yeah, on the, Facebook and like Instagram to like pull up weird deep cut information and just like casually sprinkling that into conversations. I think I did yeah. a weird version of that back in the day. And I think that it's only escalated from there now that more of our lives are online. Yeah, that's fair. I just didn't get what you were saying. But yeah, that's like that's even it's beyond flirting now. Like that's what companies do to sell you shit. Oh now shit, even. bro, you're right. <laughs> that's how Facebook is flirting with me on the internet. That's how Amazon's trying to flirt with me. Me. Every corporation is just pretending that they want to blow you until they get your dick in your mouth and they can bite it off. I really And that's what capitalism is. I, I've been seeing the ads that Facebook has been giving me lately and I don't like the man that they think that I am. Yeah, what kind of man do they think you are? A guy who's about to get AIDS. They keep giving me <laughs> they keep giving me ads for prep and it's like, what kind of life do you think I'm living? Man, I get prep, fake guns on wish, and then like <laughs> weed delivery companies. And it's like I mean, yeah, kind of, to be honest. <laughs> You guys actually know me pretty well. <laughs> it's Thank like, you for thinking I rule that hard. It's like, yeah, I kind of got to respect your AI capabilities. Yeah, I like that Facebook's <laughs> ad algorithm knows you like getting fucked up and fucking. <laughs> that's that's like, pretty sick of you, bro. Yeah, you're pretty close. Like, <laughs> Switch it to condoms and we're in. I just don't understand how, like, my dumbass Googles of, like, optimal track mania course, you know, runs and, like, the heaviest duty <laughs> iPhone cases makes Google <laughs> think that this guy plows all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that has to be proof that they're listening to us, right? Because, yeah, like, all I ever Google is, like, porn and rap lyrics. Like, you should yeah. think I'm alone, shouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> Brad's not going to catch HIV from himself. <laughs> All I ever Google is like 12-year-old songs on Genius. <laughs> and Google's like, this guy's going raw, dude. Yeah. He needs some anti-going raw medicine. Yeah, yeah. I think the last thing I went on a like deep Google search for was I, I was trying to figure out Canadian defense contractors to... Yeah. I'm trying to only invest in. I mean, it goes companies. without saying why you're trying to figure out the Canadian. Defense I just think contracts. it's only. I think it's funny to try and profit off of war, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit that I'm doing right now. <laughs> Do you think capitalism started as guys like us just doing a bit where they think it's funny, and then eventually they're in too deep? Yeah, because it's hilarious. <laughs> like this is very funny. To, the fact that I can just like invest all my money in Lockheed Martin and then have stake in us going to war in Afghanistan. Man. <laughs> that is a dystopia, bro. <laughs> I wish you could short other countries' armies. 
It's only a matter of time. Let's uh, wait till uh, whatever the current iteration of Blackwater becomes publicly traded. Yeah, dude, I'm going all in on Blackwater, to be honest. Blackwater is the next GameStop, <laughs> but for hedge fund guys. Um, what, do, what else do I want to say? I think the scene where she's teaching him how to surf seems awesome. Like, I kind of would love to teach a police officer how to surf or kind of anything involving balance. Like, anything that you don't need brute force for, I think would be hilarious to teach a cop how to do. Like? Like roller skating or, like, Heelys. <laughs> or, like, if you taught an adult cop how to play hockey. I think the minute you teach a cop how to use Heelys is the minute arrest rates skyrocket. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Just fucking mall cops Heelying through the West Dead to tackle minorities. That's a future I don't want to live in, Bradley. I mean, yeah, it's a little dystopian. But what I'm saying is that I think it would be really funny to watch them fall down. Yeah. Just anything that involves, like, finesse or balance, I think. No, I agree with you. Like, the training would be hilarious, but <laughs> once they're trained and we have rollerblade police, then that's I, we got to move. I guess I'm just telling you I have no faith in their ability to become trained. I just don't think they'd ever learn. Okay, and I guess I just have more respect for our boys in blue. Than <laughs> I just if you're, a cop, I'm the pro cop one on this podcast now. It's just that if you're a cop, I don't trust you to balance on rollerblades. I feel like that's fine. That's a fat chirp for the police office. I don't think that's too offensive to think. I think that's okay to think. I think we should increase police funding if it means that they have better balance at the increase end of it. Increase police funding, but they have to spend it on balance beams and gymnastics yeah. stuff? Yeah, increase police funding to make them all acrobats. Okay, how do uh, how does Keanu Reeves finally make friends with uh, uh, Patrick Swayze in this? Or as I like to call him, Bodie, because that's what the name of his character is. What an insane <laughs> name that is. It's not that insane of, a, insane of a name, but it is an insane way to spell the name. B-O-D-H-I? Yeah. Bodhi? Were you watching with subtitles on? Oh, you know I was. Yeah, me too, <laughs> And I don't know. I feel like I've seen Bodies before, but just never an H Bodie. Yeah, I've, I've never seen a Bodie. I mean, like, if I could, like, Bodie feels like if I had to, like, improv a fake name for a surfer, <laughs> Bodie is what I would come up with. Not Surfy? <laughs> Chillaxington? <laughs> Chillaxington Rex. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a surfing dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, what do you... Uh, yes? <laughs> the only amphibious dinosaur yeah, in the Yeah, I world? just thought of a way to make this movie better, and instead of surfing cops, it's surfing dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, so Keanu Reeves is getting his ass kicked by uh, locals. Yeah. Keanu Reeves gets his ass And he calls them kicked. locals, which rules. Yeah, I love that. Some locals are kicking Keanu Reeves' ass for surfing wrong. I don't know. I think that's a surf thing. I used to be really into surf rock, or sorry, surf rock when I was a kid. And uh, there was a whole song by the surf punks about how uh, this beach was for locals only. So I assume it's a, it comes uh, from I guess that. I just don't know the proper origins of the word locals. Yeah, sorry, brother. It's a derogatory term. For, or not derogatory. It's like an in-term for the surfers, you know. But then it became derogatory, like, as we grew up. Because, like, if you called someone that now, like, they wouldn't like that. Well, I think it's like, at least in that context, it's kind of like a gatekeeper thing. It's like, you know when you started comedy and there was, like, the guys who kind of sucked but, like, tried to make it or were just stoked that there was a guy who was now lower on, than the totem pole than them? Yeah. It's like that. They're Like you know, locals are like the one step above brand new surfers. Exactly. That's what I think. 
Yeah, that's where, a good way of looking at it. Because like anybody who is actually good at surfing wouldn't give a fuck that you're now also trying to surf here. Yeah. It's only the people who uh, also suck shit who are only a little bit better than you at surfing. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, he's like, he like bumps into them on the water, right? Yeah, and they like fucking cut his cord off his shit and fuck him up. They <laughs> get then, into a fight in the water, which rules, dude. Water Treading fight, water bro. and punching someone in the face are the two most athletic things you could combine. That that was I, I liked that more than any of the surfing like, moments in this movie. That's the same as the winter sport where they ride a bobsleigh and shoot a rifle at targets. Yeah, like that was as hard as that. Yeah, I really like that idea for a sport. Yeah, and they pull a knife on him in the water and then just cut his surfboard off him. They don't stab him or yeah, anything. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then they fight him on the shore, and like while he's getting his ass kicked, uh, Gary Busey isn't there for him, but that's okay because Bodie is. Yep. And then they like beat the shit out of some guys and become bros for life, and that's how Catherine Bigelow thinks guys make friends with each other. Yeah, I mean, that's how I met all my friends. Yeah, I've never been in a fight with anybody. But I was Bodie. Like, I saved everyone from being beat up. You remember that time I saved you from being beat up by all those locals? No. You remember? No, no, that happened. I do you remember that time that those locals were? They had you cornered in front of all those hot girls, and then I was like, "Man, you got to pick on someone your own size." And then I, I fucked all the girls after. I do remember. I don't. After I beat all their asses, I can't remember all the guys' asses, not all the girls' asses. (laughs) Then I went home and beat all the girls' asses. (laughs) Yeah, I told the guys to leave, and then they did, and then I beat the shit out of all the girls. (laughs) No, I only only remember the time where uh, uh, another comedian uh, almost got in a fight, and I lost your notebook almost backing him up. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I was home. Can I say the name for that? I feel like I can. Okay, so uh, Malik, very funny Calgary comic, was uh, getting in a fight with some guys on White Half. (laughs) I didn't see what happened. I just saw him walking down the street being like, your hat's only worth $12, (laughs) and these guys going crazy. (laughs) Imagine being at an open mic comedy show and then insulting a guy about the cheapness of his hat. I, I, I can't, and then imagine having that get to you. (laughs) It's just like there's two different kinds of guys, and one of them is like the kind of guy who's like, yeah, my hat's worth $500. And then there's like us who are like, yeah, I found this on the street. Can you believe that? (laughs) If anyone ever told me my hat was worth $12, I would just be like, what are you trying to do right now? I would just be like, sorry, it's not for sale. Like, Like, I wouldn't even understand the goal of that sentence. Yeah. Are you trying to start a fight? Are you trying to compliment me? I $12 is like way too middle of a price for me to know. Yeah. So then I just saw, (laughs) it was so funny. I saw Malik like starting a fight with these guys, but then like backing up into me. And then I was just, I realized like, oh man, I, fucking gotta back him up but i like really didn't want to so i was like very far behind and we ended up just like fucking luring malik was just yelling at those guys until they came close enough that the bouncers in front of the bar we were at could break up the fight we were about to have before it happened it was like it was seriously just two groups of pussies playing fucking uh chicken with each other it was incredible 
<laughs> I love shit like that. That's the funniest thing is when you're with your friends and you bump into a group of other friends and like both of you clearly don't want to fight, but for some reason you all have to do the guy thing of acting like yeah, you're nobody down to wants fight. to fight, and we have to get the lady bouncer at the black dog to break it up for us. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to fight. Nobody wants to admit it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of us want to be a good friend. It's a very dangerous situation to be in. Because the, <laughs> as soon as you admit that you don't want to fight, you're the guy that everybody's calling a pussy. Exactly. <laughs> That's a key plot point. Anytime somebody tells a story back is that somebody didn't have your back. Yeah. Can't be that guy. Man. So. And Patrick Swayze wasn't. He kicked all those dudes' asses for Keanu Reeves and then invited him back to his mansion. <laughs> they like, had parties. They were fucking looking at all the skydiving pictures together. You find out they're, they're just like adrenaline junkies. Yep. And then that night, Keanu Reeves finally figures out surfing. He's finally happy. He feels like he's accepted into the crew. Um, but he, he like once he's like looking at all like the fucking skydiving them being adrenaline junkie pictures i think that that's kind of when the gears start turning uh, or at least when me the viewer figured out that Bodie was actually the bank robber that he was after this whole movie i thought keanu reeves realized it when they were night surfing and the guy pulled down his pants and showed his ass and then because keanu looks at his ass and then he's like looks back at the girl and he's like oh fuck i gotta go Oh, shit. I thought that might have just been like a Catherine Bigelow, you know, trying to guess how bros are. You thought it was Keanu Reeves being like, hey, miss me with that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I thought that was just like, I thought that was just like, you know, a girl thinking that boys show their boys their asses. But why why did you think he left right after? I don't know. You thought he was just like, ah, I don't know about Maybe this. Maybe I wasn't putting enough thought into this I shit, don't know Brad. about this surfer group. They all got long hair. They're showing me their asses. This isn't what I thought it was. Uh, listen, I'm too much of a man to be around ass. Hey, look, I like girls with short hair named Tyler, not boys. <laughs> <laughs> but I do not like boys. I hate boys, actually. Hate them. <laughs> I'll get pissed off if I see a boy. <laughs> I'm full of cum, but not for boys. <laughs> it's all for girls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I thought it was when he saw the ass. You thought it was when he saw the skyscraper pictures. I mean, it might have probably when he saw the ass. Uh, maybe it was like I felt like he was starting to piece it together. Maybe it was just me who what pieced it together. What a funny way to realize like that's... Like, what a funny way for a detective to realize something, though, is just by seeing an ass. Because he didn't even realize... Well, I don't think he did realize it at that point, because he still tried to bust those other... Like, those other locals who originally beat him up at the beginning, despite, you know, seeing Bodhi's ass and having all the evidence laid out right there in front of him. So then why does he run away from the ass? That's what I don't... Like, what? You're I asking me why, he doesn't run to, why doesn't he run towards into the ass? Why isn't he just chill with the ass? Why isn't he just like, this is surfer culture? I don't know, bro. Should I show you my ass and see how you react? I mean, that's how we start the podcast every <laughs> week. I haven't ran away yet. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I got no idea for that one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's... That's just a fucked up part of the movie, then. I think it's problematic. It taught our parents to fear ass. And that's why... That's actually why in the 90s, girls weren't allowed to have big asses. That's why you had to wait until, like, 2014 to have a big ass if you're a girl. That's true. This movie was (laughs) anti-ass. Yeah, I don't know. I think this movie is really just anti-questioning your friend's motivations. Yeah? This feels like a... 
I don't know, like, you know those guys, it feels like that shitty ride-or-die mentality where it's like you always got to have your friends back no matter what. And that's kind of what it feels like with Keanu Reeves. It's just like he's ignoring all this obvious information, the, his bare ass, you know, him being an adrenaline junkie and surfing all the time, all this shit I mean, that's these are all not clues, laid so. out right there, <laughs> plain as day, right in front of him. And uh, <laughs> not one of these are clues, and I'm like, which was the one that cracked the case? <laughs> I guess there's a lot of holes, not just the one in the ass. <laughs> oh yeah, but I just think this is like uh, Keanu Reeves ignoring his fr- uh, best friend's uh, toxic traits, yeah, uh, because he's fun to hang out with, which is something that I can relate to. I think that uh, yeah, that's an allegory for all dudes. Yeah, seriously, it's all dudes. A lot of dudes do that. They ignore their shitty friends. They don't want to call them out for being secret bank robbers. It's a tale as old as time. I mean, that's what they're doing in Hollywood with old fucking Harvey or whatever. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so he doesn't want to fucking admit that. The banks keep getting robbed. I mean, I'm not saying that being a bank robber is the same as being Harvey Weinstein. I am. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fundamentally the same. (laughs) Um, I th- do you think it was too easy for him to learn surfing because like the girl only really told him three steps. She uh, was they just had like, a montage paddle and then stand up. Who knows how much time passed? There was a montage. Yeah, I guess. I also was pissed about this montage. How did you feel about it? I thought this was one of the trashest montages I've ever seen. Yeah, because it was like 15 minutes long, like. Not the length of the montage, but, like, the amount of time that passed through the montage was, yeah, like, 15 it, it, it just like, And also, just, like, the music wasn't sick. It wasn't... It, it's just not good. I think that, like, that montage scene was probably when Catherine Bigelow realized that making an action movie about surfing was a mistake, yeah. which is why, right around then, she pivoted to this movie being actually about bank robbing and skydiving. <laughs> yeah, I um, think that scene taught our parents that surfing is not as cool as skateboarding, even though they're both on boards. Exactly, because at that point, or I mean, like, at this point in the movie, Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey, they, like, fucking almost bust Bodie trying to rob a bank. Mm. And then they, like, get in a shootout. It's, like, this whole thing where both Keanu, like, knows that was Bodie, and Bodie knows Keanu is a fed now. But, like, they, for some reason, they don't. uh, Neither of them gives a shit. Well, I think that, like, what what did you think was the reason for that? Because if I were you know Bodhi I feel like you could probably tie up that loose end right there or if you were Keanu you could just fucking also tie up that loose end right there yeah there's about a thousand times in this movie where I thought Bodhi should have just shot Keanu and then got away with it but this part specifically is like they could have easily arrested him like because Gary Busey was within about two steps of the car and instead of like chasing them down he just is like you know what I'm going to do is fire my pistol around the car. But yeah. I'm going to hit the car. He like shoots out their window and then fires it down a busy street. Yeah, love that. I think that inspired uh, cops' gun discipline for years to come. Because, yeah, I don't know. I just think the like there's too many times in this movie where the movie could have been over. If a character just was smart. Yeah, if a char- well, and that's like the trademark of bad directing in my opinion. But that's like the thing is that. Catherine Bigelow makes some choices that, like, I think are fucking stupid and I hate in this movie. But also, I'm not, I will never call her a bad director because she filmed a scene where Keanu Reeves jumps out of a plane with no parachute. It's, you know, it's, she's just got too much clout in that one scene for me. But, I don't know. No, keep going with that. Uh, uh, All right. yeah i mean yeah there is there's a lot of shit in this movie that i thought like why would you ever do that but 
I won't call it a bad movie because the reason why you would do that is so that you could keep making this dope ass fucking movie where there's a bunch of sick shit happening. Yeah, exactly. It's just sick shit happening. And like after the fucking um bank robbery, they go they have the first skydiving where Bodie just like picks up Keanu in the middle of the night. Yeah. To try and make him skydive. <laughs> yeah. And like they both know that the other guy's a criminal, the other guy's a fed, but like they're still trying to be friends. It's like they're both like looking past each other's toxic traits in the other guy's eyes to try and make this fucking dumbass friendship work. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the impression that I got was that uh, do you think Bodhi this movie's was like, about relationships then? I do, but I, yeah, because I think that Bodie was like at the end kind of trying to get Keanu. At least I've thought that his plan was to like go skydiving and be like, see, look, we're just a bunch of fun guys. Just cool, chill guys. You want to join our bank robbing team? We're, we do cool shit like this all the time. I did think I, Keanu was going to flip. I thought he was going to flip, too, and I thought like that was what the skydiving was for. I thought it, they, he was like, like, I thought it was the equivalent of like trying to get me to flip by like taking me out for ice cream and being like, <laughs> you know, he's showing me a nice night on the town. Man, I got to get a job as an FBI agent so someone can flip me easily. Yeah, but and then it turns out that the skydiving was just like, a ploy to kidnap Keanu Reeves' girlfriend so that they can force Keanu Reeves to rob a bank with them. Yeah. For some reason, which like I didn't I couldn't understand that past uh or at least I didn't really understand the logic behind that until I started thinking about it in the context of weird Hollywood elites. Have you ever heard about like that weird conspiracy theory about Hollywood how, how Hollywood elites like make people fuck kids so that way they can like take pictures of them doing that and then have blackmail over them? I mean, are you only talking about Jeffrey Epstein or are there other Hollywood elites doing this? I mean, probably, but specifically, you think Epstein. that's what they got all those cameras for in Hollywood? Yes. Taking pictures of people fucking kids and nothing that's else. That's a good question. Why do they have so many cameras in Hollywood? Think about it. Why else would they need them? <laughs> <laughs> um, w- but yeah, so that that that's what I think is that he's trying to get Keanu Reeves to like rob a bank to incriminate himself to like make yeah. him be bros for life with them because he can no longer be a cop because he has to be a bank robber now. Yeah, which is just that's, that's my theory on that. That's just a criminal not understanding how undercover cops work, really. Yeah, or, or anything. <laughs> how people work to a degree. <laughs> How the law works and how much it swings in favor of law enforcement. But I respect the hustle, you know? (laughs) A guy wearing president face masks while he robs banks should kind of realize that someone who works for the state might not be, like, the most ethical guy. Yeah. But instead he's just like, no, this, uh, this bit is different than his bit. Yes. And one thing I really hated about this movie also happened in this part while they were robbing the bank. So, like... The whole time up to this, they were the most successful bank robbing team there's ever been. They've hit 30 banks in three months. And how did they do this, Bradley? By never going for the vault. Yeah. Uh, But on this particular instance, for no discernible reason, Bodie decides to go for the vault for some reason. They don't even, like, need the extra money. Yeah, do you think it was because he snapped? It must have been, but, like, they also didn't give you... uh, They didn't give you, the viewer, any other reason to think that he'd snapped. Like, he's still acting like a chill, cool surfer, even though he's taken Keanu Reeves' girlfriend hostage, even though he's taken Keanu Reeves hostage. 
Yeah, I just thought that that was like showing maybe showing his mental decline or something. I mean, I think that you're right. I think that it was supposed to show that. I just feel like they needed to do something to show that he was mentally declining before that. Yeah, like he should have have that be like exactly, and then have that be like the big snap to show you, oh, he's a different guy completely now. He's not the same smart mastermind he once was. Now he's you know lost and he's sloppy. This movie taught our parents you're not crazy unless you got makeup on. This movie taught your parents you're not crazy. You're just half nuts all right well we can't use that that was was good for the podcast um (laughs) but yeah no i think this movie did teach our parents to never worry if the guy you're hanging out with is going insane yeah just follow his orders it's yeah or else you're a bad friend do you want to not have your friends back this movie is that what you want this is a toxic positivity movie this is a toxic positivity movie to an extent this movie's all about having your friends backs even though you absolutely shouldn't hey do you ever notice how many gunshots get fired just into the air with no response yeah you also ever notice how many times people fire their revolvers without reloading more than six i'll tell you that uh a guy shooting 15 shots out of a revolver yeah Yeah, it's amazing yeah this movie real light on the logistics real heavy on the allegory well it's just very funny but after so then uh bodie and kian like they try and make their big escape out of a plane again yeah you know what's fucked up is when they're on the way to rob the bank bodie just like smiles at keanu reeves and he's like don't worry dude you're gonna love this plan that i have well because yeah i guess but doesn't that seem a little presumptuous to you Maybe, but is it? Because he's been right about everything Keanu liked up until this point. Yeah, bro, but, you're gonna love surfing. He loved it. Bro, you're gonna go crazy for skydiving. It was it's just his new favorite activity up until this point, though. He was like, "You're gonna love football. You're gonna love surfing. You're gonna love eating brisket." Yeah, but if you're right about every single one of those <laughs> activities, and I love it, okay, fine. I'll try out a crime that you're suggesting. All right. Well, I know that you love not communicating with people and listening to music. So next, I'm going to assume that you're going to love murdering my enemies with me. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, I get get to your house and I was like, get in, man. You're going to love where we're going. And then we show up to like a warehouse with like six kids tied up. I'd give you a chance. You and I have gone through enough that I'd give you a shot. I'd give your planet a shot. It's about friendship. I'd kill one guy before I decided if I liked it or not. <laughs> Damn, dude. you're a real rider. Yeah, man. I'll ride, but I don't die. Uh, unlike Gary Busey, who gets shot in the back <laughs> at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so I think this movie, in this movie, Bodie is Icarus, and the sun is a bank, and flying is forcing a cop to come with you to the bank. Is this a new segment on our show where you figure out how to compare this to the tale of Icarus? Listen, I'm just trying to do comparisons. On yeah, it. you only got one thing to compare it to. It seems like this is a podcast I, about uh, comparing things to Icarus now, bro. Off the top, I compared this to The Departed. I said this is the shitty Departed. And I'm and also then you never saying, elaborated on that, but well, continue. It's the same as The Departed, except instead of the mob, it's surfing. That sounds like better Departed. He's in a surfer gang instead of the mafia. That's the worst Departed. That's a better me. movie, but continue. And I also think this movie is the same as Reservoir Dogs. And I think that just goes without saying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's an explanation needed for that one. I guess not. You know what was a really fucking tight movie or scene in this movie? What? The grand finale. Yeah. So uh, Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves try and uh, track down uh, uh, the boys at the airport 
when they're about to like flee with all their money and their bu- bullet wounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, G- uh, Gary Busey gets shot. Keanu Reeves gets taken hostage yet again, dragged up onto the plane with Another Bodie. in my series of arguments of how this movie is about how the cops don't work. He gets kidnapped twice? Yeah, he gets kidnapped tw- two times. Yeah. And uh, they're like flown up in the air like they're trying to escape in Mexico or some shit. And uh, fucking I, I really did love the scene where they were like strapping up the guy who was shot and like bleeding out with uh, the parachute. Yeah, that and was Keanu awesome. Reeves is just getting in his head like, you know, the reason you're so cold is because you're uh, bleeding out right now. You're dying. <laughs> yeah, he's, and he's, he's just like, shut him. up. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> That's classic bros. too. Yeah, right man, there. That is pretty bro. I love just the like the idea of like him not being mad that this is their plan yeah like, instead of taking him to the hospital they're strapping him to a parachute and kicking him out of a plane yeah and he, <laughs> yeah i mean that's like the broiest thing ever don't take me to the hospital give me a fucking shoot <laughs> no fucking hospitals no fuck don't call an ambulance call it call just a, shoot me into the stratosphere don't call an ambulance call a sk- skydiving company uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like we're not even gonna address the wound we're just gonna hope that like air whistling through it makes you smile yeah and they like both jump out of the plane and then instead of landing safely keanu decides to also jump out of the plane with no parachute yeah and like grab Bodie's parachute and they fight works out they like land he rescues his girlfriend who immediately forgives him for lying about who he is and that his parents are lying and all that shit yeah, um, of course, that's what they do. And then Bodie drives off into the sunset. Cut to a couple years later. Keanu Reeves pulls up on a beach. Bodie's right there. It's the biggest wave there's ever been. It's the 50-year storm. It's the 50-year storm that Bodie's been talking about earlier on in the movie. So it all comes back together. Guess what, bitch? This movie was competently put together this whole time. That's yeah, the, actually. That's was... the twist, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, bitch? This movie was a full reach around. It came all the way back around. And that's then, what I think that phrase means. And then this is the other uh, part where this movie ties back all around to what happened with Epstein. Where... <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, instead of taking him in, uh, Keanu Reeves is like, you know what, Bodie? Fuck it. One more wave, brother, for old time's sake. And then Bodie goes off and kills himself surfing, much like how Jeffrey Epstein paid someone to to come kill him in jail. So you're saying that the prison guards at the New York uh, State, at Rikers Island State Penitentiary, they, they let Jeffrey Epstein kill himself. I'm saying that the prison guards are the wave and Jeffrey Epstein is Bodie. What I'm saying is that this is the Clintons' favorite movie. (laughs) (laughs) Hillary, Bill, Chelsea, all the Secret Service agents they hire. They all just watch Point Break and they're like, God damn, I can't put my finger on why I like this so much. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) What is it about the trickery? (laughs) About the letting your best friends who are criminals off because of your... uh, 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 high-ranking spot in law enforcement so that's where it ends like we don't find out what happens to keanu uh, like all all. we find out is that keanu helps his bank robber friend who's murdered countless people evade the law one last time and then he still gets to be a cop and then it continues being a cop and you can assume that he goes back to his wife tyler i mean yeah this is the epstein story this is the epstein story even going down to like having a wife named tyler like so that's what i think yeah so that's my fan theory about this movie is that uh by lulling us in with a false sense of security with bros and surfing (laughs) Catherine bigelow was trying to expose epstein in the early 90s and i think she did a good job yep and i think this movie needs to be seen by more people 
Yeah, and not the remake. Also, you know what's very funny about the remake is they advertised this as being a skydiving bank robbing movie. Not a surfing movie. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't even wrap my head around that. So they're just not surfers at all? I mean, I assume surfing's a pretty b- big role in this, but like, they don't have to be. You could do this entire then, movie the exact same and have them not be surfers. But then what type of guys are they going to be? Like, You can't just be like that type of guy without surfing, can you? Maybe they're really into coding now. <laughs> it's like 30 like uh, 30 silicon valley bros and they're all microdosing instead of drinking yeah they're all microdosing and you know saying weird internet slang to each other this could yeah you could totally make that <laughs> instead of stealing like instead of robbing banks they're just inflating crypto markets yeah and then partway through the movie they realize that those don't make for interesting action sequences so then it becomes about bank robbing and skydiving it can be the same movie yeah dude. so this movie but it's about elon musk and his friends yes boom also, a uh, very interesting point about this movie that I did not notice uh, mm. the first time I watched it. A guy at work mentioned this to me. There's no like long shots in the, or like wide angled shots in this movie, unless it's like them <laughs> surfing or skydiving. It's all close to medium shots, with which makes you uh, realize that they probably weren't filming on location, or like there was just like a bunch of ugly shit in the background. Just a very interesting note. Mm. The shots in this movie were boring. Um, another thing that I wanted to say about how this movie is about how the cops are bad at their job is, uh, it, when they're in the bank robbery, uh, and the, the two people on the floor are like about to stage their coup to stop the bank robbery. The guy's like, Hey man, I'm a fucking cop. Check out my gun. Let's get into a gunfight with six other people where we're very heavily outnumbered in front of this room full of civilians. And then they just do. Yeah, and still lose. The well, I like that the die. security guard who the cop was pitching that idea to was like, "No, I, bro, come on, they're je- they're about to leave." Yeah, it's like maybe that cop probably shouldn't have had a gun. Like maybe we just make them England cops and just give them billy clubs, and then that never would have happened. Yeah, just give them funny hats that people look at for too long, and then it's too late. Cause, yeah, because they like, get clubbed. I can't even think of how much i would try like how many of the world's problems i would try to solve if i had a gun on me yeah it's false confidence like i think this movie is about how you shouldn't be a hero ultimately yeah maybe i think this movie's about the gun at the store and give up bro i think this this movie's about how it's actually a lot easier to be a hero than a lot of people think yeah keanu reeves could have been a hero about 15 or 20 minutes into this movie but he chose to postpone that until he had to be a real fucking hero and that was just ridiculous you shouldn't have to be jumping out of planes you should be making smart and responsible arrests at people's houses yeah i'm sticking with mine yeah i fair think enough. it's about how being a hero is bad yeah i also think this movie's about recognizing shitty traits in your friends yep uh like it's about uh capitalism or something uh i'm kidding about that um, what do you think it taught our parents? I mean, I think it taught your parents to like have your friends back. I think it taught them to be ride or die even when you shouldn't. I think all these dumbass like FBI detective action movies taught our parents that holy shit, they need a lot of money for helicopters and the like. Yeah, how else are they going to be able to catch one criminal if they don't have an entire army of police officers to corner off a beach? I think these movies made our parents think that they need to be a military. Yeah, yeah. Having cops be this incompetent on screen probably really was like a good way to increase police funding. Yeah, somehow. It's like, look at Gary Busey. Of course we need several helicopters and a jet fighter. 
Yeah, they're always like, we need a better recruitment program. And then they just spend that money on, like, lethal gas. It's okay when it's your own people. And that's, I think, the lesson of the podcast. That's what this movie's about. It's okay to gas your own people. Thank you so much for (laughs) listening. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything else you need to say? Uh, Nothing that I need to say. Do you have anything you need to say? I mean, no. I've never (laughs) had anything that I needed to say in my life. Um. Yeah, that's about it. I think I don't know. Fuck. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I really liked this movie. I recommend everybody watching it. It's goofy. It's action packed. It's potentially one of the most '90s movies I've ever seen. Yeah, this was definitely a remake and re-release type flick. Yes, but like not the 2010 version. Yeah, no. Another remake, remake. it and re-release it. Keanu Reeves could still play his role. Yeah, like remake it like shot for shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like wider shots. Yeah. And that's it. Mwah. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we're brought to you by Comedy Here Often. Uh, shout out to everybody who gets a shout out. You know the vibes. Shout out to Darcy's out- Meat. I just bought some bison there today. I'm excited to cook it after this. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Brad getting it together. <laughs> <laughs> okay.